Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Salty Winches. I'm your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, the Radical Moderate, and you're listening to The Salt, presented by Iliad Media, where we take an objective look at politics and news today, and we shit on everything. Today, we're going to be checking out the Iowa caucuses that uh, that happened today, why Iowa is, an important, is like an important state for elections, and more on that tasty, cold, refreshing coronavirus. Special thanks to the team here at The Salt, Research Richard, Richard Solano, a.k.a. Dirty Dick, our uh, our newest research nerd edition, Casey Skaggs, a.k.a. Old Scallywag, and Cruise Control for providing us with our music for the show. Also, thanks to the team at Iliad Media, we got a new writer, Hannah Holtz. Uh, she just put out a new article on Russian bullshit in Ukraine on uh, www.iliad.media. Uh, all right, let's get some updates on previous topics before we go any further. Got some new shit for y'all. Well, except for North Korea, nothing, nothing new really happened there except their, you know, their usual shenanigans. Uh, the impeachment vote in the Senate is taking place on Wednesday. More on that when it happens. But the Senate did vote on, um, on whether or not to allow new witnesses, and the the vote said nay. So, uh, no new changes to numbers of uh, injured U.S. troops in Iran or uh, sorry in Iraq from Iranian missiles, but. Iran did stop cooperating with Ukraine on the investigation. The short answer of, uh, of why is because the Iranian government is a bunch of assholes. Like, uh, like we're definitely going to accidentally kill a bunch of people on one of your airlines, uh, but we don't have any obligation to help you figure it out. Uh, pretty much, though, that's, that's what happened. And uh, Senior officials from Iran said that a junior officer mistakenly shot down the plane, um, which is probably true. Um, here's some new info from a, a Fox News article that provides like a transcription of the talks between the pilots on that plane and air traffic controllers. A series of lights. Like, yes, it is a missile. Is there something? The pilot calls out to the controller. The controller asks, no, how many miles? Where? The pilot responds that he saw the light by Payam Airport near where Iran's revolutionary Revolutionary Guards tour M1 anti-aircraft missile was launched from. The controller says nothing has been reported to them, but the pilot remains insistent. It is the light of a missile, the pilot says. Don't you see anything more? The controller asks. Dear engineer, it was an explosion. We saw a very big light there. I don't really know what it was, the pilot responds. And then radio silence. On January 8th, Ukraine International Air Flight 752 is shot down by the Iranian military. Rest in peace, passengers. Damn, man. Ukraine, my second favorite country in the world, behind the States, of course. Um, A country I've lived in. um, I've lived in the trenches on their front lines in their war with Russia. I really found a home there. Um, it's, It's a country that I really did feel at home in. And uh, people just keep messing with them. It it kind of it makes me a little bit annoyed when people pick on uh, uh, poor old Ukraine. You know that just had so much shit in the past, and we just just can't leave them alone. But all right, that's up for our updates, uh, or that's it for our updates. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, and check out our new Instagram. The handle is at the salt underscore podcast. It's going to be a place where we can get to know each other. I promise I'll respond to everything that goes up. Uh, we're going to get into the good stuff here in just a sec but not before a word from today's sponsor. Today's episode of The Salt is brought to you by... Ah, well, I... (laughs) 
<laughs> thought I had a fucking sponsor made up. I guess not. I guess I guess there's no sponsor today, Salty Winches. Uh, so let's go ahead and start out with coronavirus, a topic that we've already done once and that I'm almost positive we're going to cover again in the future. Uh, figure out what a pandemic is, get some history of past pandemics and epidemics, uh, find out why coronavirus is likely to become another pandemic and learn about the Chinese government, fucking China concealing the issue for a while like weeks um like i write for a website that's all about fighting authoritarianism and you know i focus on china in my writing for them um the more i learn about these assholes in the government over there the more appalled i am that we just like let them exist and like the more they really do remind me of like the soviet union uh more on that later but then after that, we're going to go over what this strange, obscure place called Iowa is and why anyone would ever want to go there or live there or fucking do have anything to do with it. Just kidding. We're going to start out with some details of the caucuses and what happened there tonight and why Iowa matters so much in elections. If, if you pay any attention at all, you'll probably hear talks of like Iowa, New Hampshire and Florida. So we're going to go over the Iowa portion of that today. Um, it, get, it, it gets complicated, so we'll spare some uh, spare, spare some boring details and just talk about the good stuff. Aight. Let's get started with the most recent thing that most of us probably remember. Ebola virus. Let's get balls deep. The initial case of the 2014 Ebola outbreak was reported in December 2013 when an 18-month-old from a small village in Guinea was thought to be infected by a bat. Five additional cases of fatal diarrhea were reported in the area, and on January 24, 2014, an official medical alert was issued to officials in the area. The virus spread to the capital of Guinea, Conakry, and on March 13, 2014, the Ministry of Health issued an alert uh, of an unknown illness. Shortly after, the Pasteur Institute of France uh, ID'd the virus as Ebola virus, and on March 23rd, with 49 confirmed cases and 29 deaths so far, the World Health Organization declared an outbreak of the Ebola virus. By late July, the virus has spread to the capitals of neighboring countries, Liberia and Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gets me every time jk liberia and sierra leone uh <laughs> fucking wakanda uh the situation can continue to deteriorate in all three countries and the virus spread to several other countries uh the u.s italy spain the uk mali nigeria and senegal the spread of the virus was mainly attributed to increased travel across borders in the region and conflicts between uh you know key infection control practices from the World Health Organization and other modern organizations and like traditional practices of infection containment in West Africa. Um, slowly but surely, it was contained and ultimately beaten back. But after Ebola infected 28,600 people, it left 11,325 dead. That's a fucking 40% uh, mortality rate for this outbreak, like this particular one, which is fucking huge for nearly any virus um ebola is actually supposed to have like somewhere around like a 90 percent mortality rate um and just just fyi the the current coronavirus has like a two percent mortality rate so far that's just so far it's still developing so you know you do the fucking math on that one now to my knowledge that was considered more of an epidemic but it's relevant to today because it's i mean it's really the most recent one at least that i could remember to uh to look up and here's why it's relevant. Um, there was an outbreak. It spread quickly to a lot of people, but was reported quickly. Uh, more on that later. 
Um, it was contained and eventually left everyone alone, at least, you know, at least for now. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is something we've all for sure heard of. That is the Black Plague. It hit Europe in October 1347 when 12 ships from the Black Sea docked at the Sicilian port of Messina. Most of the sailors on board were dead. The survivors were covered in black boils that oozed uh, blood and fucking pus. Oh my God, that is horrific. I, can you imagine finding that like on a, on a boat? Like it just, that's actually how it went. It got to Norway. Like there was a, a, a ghost ship. It just washed up on shore um, after Norway had like quarantined the whole country and uh, a ghost ship just walks up or <laughs> walks up, washes up on shore and uh, there's a bunch of dead sailors on board. The rats bring it on uh, on land, and then all of a sudden, black plague uh, in Norway. Um, anyways, Sicilian authorities hastily order uh, uh, the death ships away from the harbor, but it was too late. Ultimately, um, over the next five years, the virus, you know, it fucking ravaged Europe. It killed more than 20 million people. That's like a third of the population of that continent at that time. Now, the bubonic plague was something like uh, was something that was like common to see when like traveling along the Silk Road. Um, but not on that scale. Like sometimes it would infect and kill individual travelers or like a, a small group of people. Um, there had been some outbreaks, but nothing to that scale before or since. And it's still something that can pop up at like literally any time. Like it's, <laughs> it's just living in the fucking dirt somewhere in the, in the middle East, in the desert, just like waiting for some poor bastard to catch it. All right. Final example of a pandemic, uh, that we're going to do today at least uh, from history and probably also something that, you know, you've, you've heard of, uh, something that we've all been vaccinated for at some point or had ourselves. And that is candidiasis. Just this year alone, 7.4 million people have been infected with candidiasis and it's killed more than 3.1 million just so far. But candidiasis season, uh, you know, it just started last month in January and it runs until late December. It kills an estimated 5 million people per year. And for some reason, I'm the only one who will address this issue. Candidiasis, uh, if not deadly, will make for at least a very stinky, itchy and gross vagina. And if you still believe me, that is total horseshit. No, candidiasis is just a, it's just a yeast infection, and it isn't a big deal at all. So don't get your panties, you know, in a discharge-filled bunch. It's just a, it's just a bad joke. Uh, the real one is the flu, and not just any flu. Uh, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that the flu kills more people every year than like almost any other virus, uh, consistently year to year. Uh, just this flu season alone, it's estimated by the CDC that we've seen about 10,000 flu deaths and 180,000 hospitalizations just in the U S that's a lot of fucking stuff. That's a lot of infections, lots of deaths. And that kind of thing happens every year. Um, uh, granted mainly to the very young and very old, but that's still a lot of people. Uh, so what happened with the Spanish flu? Well, it was the deadliest flu pandemic of all time. Uh, it was first observed in Europe, America, and Asia before spreading to the rest of the world in just a matter of months. It killed anywhere between 20 and 50 million people worldwide. Most U.S. soldiers, or I'm sorry, more U.S. soldiers died from this fucking flu outbreak than actual combat in World War I. This was in the middle of World War I. 
Uh, the life expectancy in the U.S. dropped by like 12 years during this time, and it was detrimental to the economy, a wartime economy at that. Uh, all of this happened in 1918. By 1919, it had disappeared, and people either died or developed immunities to it. So, yeah. What the fuck? Coronavirus, <laughs> it's not seeming so bad right now, at least not after learning all that. Um, in fact, I'd almost rather have the coronavirus than that particular strand of flu uh, going around or like, you know, any of the other viruses we talked about. So now real quick, let's get some knowledge about pandemics and epidemics. A pandemic is defined by the WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, not not the kick-ass band, uh, as the worldwide spread of a new disease. And an epidemic is defined as an increase often sudden in the number of cases of a disease above what is normally expected in that population in that area. So basically, epidemics are local, pandemics are global. Uh, coronavirus hasn't been declared a pandemic quite yet, but it likely will be since it's already been declared a global emergency. But got some new info this week. Uh, there was a cover up. So let's check that out. During the deadly SARS outbreak in the early 2000s, China was criticized for covering up the severity of the outbreak, costing lots of lives. So I guess there were two cover-ups. Way to go, goddamn commies. And uh, that directly correlates to criticisms today. Um, and this time, the Chinese government is going to do things differently. Uh, they try to, you know, they try to redeem themselves in this weird, like, messed up like second chance type of situation. Uh, high ranking individuals from the government have warned everybody that um, anybody concealing the severity of this virus will be nailed to a pillar of shame for eternity. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how they handle it this time. Uh, all right, guys, episode's over. Thanks for listening. Bye. JK. <laughs> I'm just cake. Uh, JK. ROFL. LOL. LMFAO. All right. So on December 1st, 2019, seven patients are sick with the mysterious new coronavirus that we didn't know much about. Uh, remember from last episode that this strand of coronavirus we're dealing with here is just part of a really big like family of coronavirus says. Fast forward to late December 2019. Dr. Dr. Wei Wenliang wrote in an article group chat or an online group chat that uh, he was quarantined in the hospital with sick patients saying quarantine in the, in the emergency department. So frightening. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking bet. I bet. And you know, being an actual medical doctor and still not knowing what the fuck is wrong with all these people, but knowing that it is spreading and there's not much we can do and you're quarantined with them. Uh, not knowing if you'll ever get to see your family or your friends or you know, do anything that you loved to do ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I bet this poor dude was terrified. Um, in the middle of the night, uh, that night, I think actually officials from the health authority of the city of Wuhan summoned Dr. Lee demanding to know why he shared the information, that information that he, you know, he was just scared. Uh, he, he didn't know what was happening. Nobody really did. And probably without even thinking about it, tries to express some fear to his friends, reaching out for support. Well, anyways, three days later, the police compelled him to sign a statement that, you know, his warning constituted illegal behavior and that he would be nailed to a pillar of shame for eternity and also nailed to a real pillar, a physical one left to be feasted upon by wild animals for his betrayal of the Chinese Communist Party. 
Okay, maybe not that last part, but uh, you know what? That's that's what those fucks really meant. Uh, the, the part about being illegal is actually true. Uh, later on, there were about two dozen interviews conducted with uh, Wuhan citizens, medical personnel, and other officials who all say there is a concerted effort to downplay the severity to avoid panic and political embarrassment and, uh, and will also be nailed to a pillar of shame for eternity. But they did say... Uh, there was a big push to conceal it. Here's how. In the initial weeks, the Chinese government silenced doctors and other personnel to keep the public and world from finding out. Eight doctors were arrested by police for allegedly spreading rumors about the, di- the about the disease, which were actually probably you know pretty much the fucking actual truth that these authoritarian socialist governments hate so much because it almost always damages their reputations for being giant pieces of poop. All right. Uh, anyways, officials. Also, probably, you know, believing their government's bull hockey closed a food market in the initial weeks, but failed to take more aggressive measures to slow the rate of transmission. Uh, cases were growing in early January and officials still uh, pubic. Wait, wait, that can't be right. Uh, <laughs> not pubic. I guess the autocorrect on my computer changed uh, publicly to pubic. Uh, they, they publicly held the position that uh, no new infections are occurring. Lies. On the last day of 2019, after Dr. Lee's message was shared outside the group, the authorities focused on controlling the narrative. It was, in fact, essential that they control the narrative. The same day, Wuhan's health commission, its hand forced by those rumors, announced that 27 people were suffering from pneumonia of an unknown case. Its statement said that there is no need to be alarmed. The statement said, quote, the disease is preventable and controllable, end quote. Who... Chia Chiahu, I, I don't even I'm not even gonna try to say this dude's name. I'm sorry who. Uh he he's a processed pork selling man, which is actually just one half step down from a pulled pork selling man, which is just one half step down from a pork rib selling man, which is exactly one full step down from a smoked brisket selling man. Okay, I'm done. Uh he worked, but yeah, uh who worked in the uh, Hunan seafood market and he told the New York Times that other workers being uh, began to get sick with nagging fevers and others were detained in quarantine but he was given like no answer as to why. On January 1st police officers showed up at the market along with public health officials and shut it down. Local officials issued a notice that the market was undergoing an environmental and hygienic cleanup related to the pneumonia outbreak. After the first fatality, Chinese officials were quick to point out that the victims uh, point out the victims' pre-existing conditions. But the dude who made the statement, statements failed to mention his wife was sick with the co- coronavirus too. Uh, I guess he's too busy jerking off thinking about communism to remember, you know, that important little detail. But uh, she, you know, she'd never visited that market, which suggests that the disease could be transmitted through human-to-human contact. Uh, Lu. Chia Hong, the head of gastro gastroenterology. I don't know what's harder to say, like this person's name or this the fucking job they have. The head of gastroenterology at City Hospital Number no. Five told China Youth Daily that she had heard by December 25th that the disease was spreading among medical workers. A uh, full week, a uh, full three weeks before the authorities would acknowledge the fact. So you know, took them a little while. Uh, officials had publicly stated that human-to-human transmission was not likely to occur. 
more lies. As the virus spread early uh, in early January, the mayor of Wuhan held a public potluck that was attended by over 40,000 people. And I guess he like really wasn't worried either just out of ignorance or just, you know, just refusing to acknowledge the fact that there is a problem. Um, on January, January 23rd, the city of Wuhan shut down, causing panic in the city. Citizens of, uh, citizens of the city rushed to trains and airports to leave the city. Uh, hospitals were reportedly overwhelmed with people asking if they had, had the virus. And yeah, I bet people were fucking scared. I bet they were scared as shit. Who wouldn't be freaking out if there, like, if there was some deadly, uncurable virus just running around town and you just now found out about it after like weeks of the government hiding from you or hiding it from you. Uh, the mayor of Wuhan reported that it is believed that as many as 5 million people were able to flee Wuhan before the deadline. And, you know, now you, you, you gotta, we, we have what's called a global emergency and a possible pandemic. Uh, man, no telling if those like estimated numbers for people leaving are even true either. It could have been way higher than that, given their track record with the truth on this whole ordeal. And just in case you're curious, the city of Wuhan has like 11 million people in it. And so it's no small place by any means. Uh, for being honest, I bet more than like 5 million people left, probably more than half of the population that's like normally there. And of course that's just speculation, but I mean, there's, there's just no telling with those nutsacks. And if it seems like I'm overly critical of the Chinese government and authoritarian socialist governments in general, well, <laughs> maybe, but here's why. Uh, number one, they're a bunch of assholes. Really? Uh, number two, concentration champs, camps in China. They call them uh, re-education through labor camps that, you know, they basically put anyone with a religion in. Uh, Christian, Muslim, Falun Gong, Buddhist, Hindu, fucking doesn't matter. Uh, if you believe in a God... We're going to put you in one of these camps where you'll be beaten, starved, raped, and psychologically abused by the guards and other inmates. Then when you die, we're going to harvest your organs, uh, you know, since we forced you to sign a waiver saying we could do that. And then we're going to sell your organs to uh, on, on our official government websites and give them to people who we deem to be better citizens than you. And if it seems like that's an oversimplification, well, it's kind of not. Just look it up if you want to be mortified. And now, since these geniuses in the Chinese government can't do anything right or honest or even like partially good for fucking like anyone, like not even one time, we have a global emergency that the rest of us, like the rest of the world has to deal with. And this isn't like covered in the news that much either like like everyone's so fucking tied up with the election stuff and the impeachment stuff that we're like ignoring like real true evil in the world that exists uh and is being caused by one of our biggest trade partners but all right all right i'm stepping off my high horse now uh, that that's enough for me for for now uh our very own barbershop quartet has a song they wrote for us today so let's listen in if you don't want to catch the virus, shooby doo wop. You're gonna have to hire us, shooby doo wop. If you don't want to get corona, shooby doo wop. You're gonna have to stroke my boner, shooby doo wop. If you want to stay healthy, you don't have to be wealthy. If you don't want to get sick, you just gotta suck my dick. Wow. Another smash hit from the Salty Stylist, our very own barbershop quartet that's totally, definitely, for sure, absolutely not me at all, and coincidentally only exists exclusively here on the Salt. So 
<laughs> I hope y'all like that one as much as I did. That was fucking awesome to make. <laughs> All right. Now, one last thing to address today, and that is the Iowa caucuses that happened tonight. But why is that even a big deal to begin with? Well, even though it is such a big deal, particularly in Iowa, is becoming less important in every election or with every election. Uh, in the past, Iowa has been used as a way to kind of like pulse how the whole of Americans feel about candidates. Um, again, it's losing its height, but it is still, you know, relatively important. Um, polling in Iowa has actually been able to successfully predict six of the last seven presidential elections and seven of the 10 last primary elections. So actually kind of cool, kind of little fun fact. Uh, the state is split pretty much evenly between Republicans, mostly living in rural areas and small towns, a.k.a. cow folk, and Democrats, mostly city dwellers, a.k.a. loud folk. Uh, the classic cow folk, doubt, uh, cow folk, loud folk feud. Uh, Iowa is also a swing state, meaning it's not a stronghold for any particular party and can go either way, depending on who can you know, appeal best to the cow folk and loud folk. Um, in Iowa, there's like 700,000 registered loud folk and 645,000 registered cow folk. Uh, that's Democrats and Republicans, if, just in case there's any, any of y'all not catching on to that one. Um, there, that's like a 55,000 person difference roughly, but that's actually not usually a big deal. It's, that's really not like a, like a whole lot of votes. Um, so yeah, the democratic, uh, caucuses happen there tonight and were inconclusive as of recording this uh basically there's a flaw with the app uh used to do it and probably the fucking russians how can that dang election again and there there should be results tomorrow morning should be i don't know that depends on you know when the when the russians decide who they want and you know when to release that information and what is a caucus you might be wondering well, the way I understand it is it's a gross word that literally makes me cringe every time I hear it, have to say it, or even think about it. And that might sound like an ad exaggeration, but <laughs> hey, I found out now that we know that I'm not a psychopath because I'm not exaggerating at all. Uh, it does actually make me fucking cringe every time I hear it. But basically, it's a way to measure you know who's going to vote for who, like pretty much just people pledging votes uh to be honest it's kind of dumb but political parties use it as a tool especially important you know important swing states uh to kind of gauge who they should nominate and all that kind of fun stuff uh later um or at least that's how i understand it i could be totally wrong honestly i've just been making everything in this episode up as we've been going along so don't believe me well good uh now you'll never know when i'm telling the truth or not I that's it Thanks for listening today. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. And also, also check out our Instagram. The handle is at the salt underscore podcast and officially join the Order of the Salt. We're really wanting to get some community building going with y'all, uh, all two of you that can stand to listen to me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll start a cult or something later on down the road. Could be cool. Uh, but seriously, we'll post pictures of you either passed out drunk or holding a, you know, a sign that says something like, listen to the salt, like what we've got up already. Also, if you do that, if you send in that picture, let us post it, let us tag you, um, we will send you a free sticker. So for sure, do that. Uh, shoot an email to me at info.thesaltpodcast at gmail.com so we can talk about that time. Your sister gave me a quick handy behind the bowling alley to, uh, you know, to keep from getting the coronavirus. Uh, keep an eye out for my book, Putin is a Dickhead. That title is tentative, though. Uh, coming soon to an online bookstore near you. Special thanks again to the team here at The Salt and at Iliad Media. Y'all are fucking killing it. 
Uh, we do have a foreign coming in the future, but for now we're going to use Instagram as our community base and then bring over only the realest of the real motherfuckers to our private forum. Item out this bitch. Back to you, Salty Winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, the Radical Moderate, signing off. <laughs>